That's right, everybody, live from the Brooklyn Paper Building in downtown Brooklyn. That's America's downtown. It's Brooklyn Paper Radio with your host, Gersh Kuntzman of the New York Daily News. That's me and my cohort, Vince DiMaselli, the editor-in-chief of the Brooklyn Paper, where I used to be the editor-in-chief, and where I consider myself the editor emeritus. We have got a great show, of course, sponsored, as always, by Atlas Steakhouse, the Brooklyn Spine Center, and smiling Dr. Joseph Lichter, the dentist. Big smiles. We have got a big show. Joining us a little bit later is Margaret Bortner, who is going to talk about all of the bad dating experiences she has had in Brooklyn. And believe me, she has had legion. Legion. She's from Brooklyn, right? She's from Brooklyn. Brooklyn. She's she's looking for the hipster man of her dreams, but you're going to want to call us at 718-260-4502 to share either your worst dating experiences, Vince, Mm -hmm. or some of your great dating experiences, Gersh. Great experiences dating Gersh. Anyway, Margaret, say hi. Hi. That's Margaret Bortner from Brooklyn and her own fine dating experience. But before we get to all of these great topics. we got to talk about the Super Bowl, Gersh. I know. We're going to get to the Super Bowl. You know the big story is actually in Iowa. The caucuses tonight. Now, I'm not going to sit here and talk politics with you, but I am going to talk Brooklyn ra- Brooklyn paper history. Yeah, we got to do it. Just If, you, if you're if you near a computer right now, and I know you are because you're listening live to brooklynpaper.com, yep. go to YouTube, type in inside an actual Iowa caucus. You can do that. You'll get my video from 2008. 2008. I was at a Brooklyn, Iowa caucus, an actual caucus in Brooklyn, Iowa, Brooklyn's sister city in the Midwest. It was a raucous caucus, if I if I remember. Correctly. It was, and the only reason I bring it up at all is for the first eight years that that video was on YouTube, it had about a couple of hundred, couple of hundred clicks on it. A lot of thumbs up, by the way, but a couple of hundred clicks. It's now up to 19,000 visitors. The vast majority of them coming over the last three days. So go check it out yeah, before caucus, you dive caucus in. Caucus is big news now. Caucus Just like the Super Bowl. Just like the, We're going to get to the Super Bowl. we got to get to that. But, but first I want to ask you, Vince, I always start the show. I say, hey, Vince, what'd you do this weekend? Because I don't see you all weekend. You no, live no. in Staten Island. That's right. Hold on. Margaret, is living on Staten Island a deal breaker for you? It would be difficult. Okay. Well, more on that later. <laughs> so what'd you do this weekend, Vince? Well, you know, I had my kid's birthday, of course. Oh, happy week. birthday. No, it was Vince a Star Wars, Star Wars uh, party. My wife, she pulled out all the stops. It was fantastic. I'd never seen 15 kids, like, taken care of so well for so long. They all left the place, and they were like, this is the greatest party we ever went to. So thank any, you. Any Boba Fett's? Uh, no, no one was dressed as Boba Fett, but she actually made little, you know, costumes for each of them. They all looked like the uh, the younglings. No Boba Fett's? No Boba Fett's. Just a bunch of younglings. Mark, would you date Boba Fett? Um, Manly man. I mean, I, come on. I, sure. And strong, a killer. A yeah. killer. No, strong silent type. All right. Anyway, obviously not a Star Wars fan. All right. Well, so Vince, ten, continue. But no, the big, the big thing for me this weekend was I watched the entire Godfather epic the on HBO, the Godfather epic from beginning to end in order, starting with little Vito Corleone and uh, Corleone's wait, sister, wait, wait, Vito Andolini. You're talking about the Hackfather, where they took the Godfather 1 and Godfather 2 and re-edited them. Well, they put it all together. Yeah, but that's a hack father. That's like that's like what No no no, they just put it in order. There was no there's no there's no put it in order. They here. took Margaret, they took an Oscar winning movie, Best Picture, Godfather. Yep. Yeah. And they took an Oscar winning movie, Godfather Two, mm-hmm. and they recut it. They put it in order. What do you mean wow. in order? That's that's like they just lined it up. All right, so so let me understand this. I call it the hack. They father. added some scenes too. There was a, they added a, scenes. There was a scene with uh, a a young uh, Hyman Roth. I don't get this. So George Lucas tweaks, he adds a couple of animals and he tweaks Star Wars and he's the biggest, he's the biggest. Yeah, no, that was crazy. Why is that crazy? That was absolutely nuts because he made, Bo- he made uh, Greedo shoot first. 
Han shot first. We know that. No, he made Greedo. So, yeah, but the first. Hack Father is just as bad. No, 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 no. In the Hack Father, in the Godfather epic that I watch, Mo Green didn't shoot first. He still took it right in the eye. Yeah, fair enough. Well, but but did he have the the guy's head in the horse's stable? No, 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 no. Oh, so okay. <laughs> the horse's head was, was still in the bed. Okay. In Waltz's bed. He woke up. It was crazy. They didn't save Fredo. Fredo still got killed. So they didn't reverse it and have Fredo come out of the lane. No, no. All right. Well, what about uh, did they take the gun and they they take the cannolis and leave the gun? No, 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 no. They they left the gun and took the cannolis. All right. All that stuff was done. And biggest thing of all, Abe Vigoda. Still dies. Still dead. Still so the, dead. They still killed Abe Vigoda. He did not. All right, so he, maybe I don't have a problem with the hack father. He didn't get off the hook for old time's sake. But I don't, I just It'd be funny if Tom Hagen would have said, you know, Sally, yeah, yeah, no problem. Oh, he lets him off the hook? Yeah, why not? No. We'll see you. I just don't get that. They take oh, it was two great of movie. the greatest movies of all time, they re-edit it, and no one's upset. I had my reporter for like three hours on, uh, last week trying so to find something It's not like they upset. added an entire conversation with Jabba the Hutt. No, that was that step was bad. Over him. That was bad. No, it's not like that. Well, but I like to see Jabba when he had when he was a kind of a fighting weight. He was much thinner. Margaret, have you ever dated anybody as heavy as as Jabba the Hutt? No, no. Nope. Oh, Margaret is going to be taking your calls at seven one eight two six zero four five zero two in a minute. Yeah. But look, I got to pay some bills. Oh, right. But into yeah, it. we're going. We got to pay a bill because we got a long show. We got a lot of good details. People are going to be calling. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about my friends at the Brooklyn Spine Center. Oh. Jimmy, you got that Spine Center music? I love that stuff. Because I got... And it's funny because... If How's he, your back? If Ethan Sachs at the New York Daily News can hear my voice, he's been out for three days with bad back pain. And I told him, Ethan, has low back pain kept you on the sidelines of life and unable to do the things that make you active and happy? And he said yes. So I said, there's non-surgical spinal decompression at Brooklyn Spine Center. It's going to get him back in the game. He's got to get back in that game. Margaret, you've been in the game a while. Oh, yeah. I'm in the game. All right, well, if you had back pain, you should know that spinal decompression is effective in relieving the pain associated with all these things. Bulging discs, herniated discs, degenerative disc disease, which is what I have, sciatica, which my brother had, and even failed back surgery, which is what Ethan had. You have the bones of an 85-year-old woman, Josh. So they got a machine. It's called the DRX-9000. It's a spinal decompression device. Now, Margaret, calm down. It's not painful. What it is, it, it applies a distraction force to relieve nerve compression that cause this kind of low back pain and sciatica. Pumping it's a action. pumping action, okay? And you're familiar with this, Margaret. The force of this pumping action allows the body's own nutrients to flow back into the affected disc. Mm -hmm. Okay, you wanna know more? Margaret, I know you do. Contact the Brooklyn Spinal Center. I'm gonna give you a number, 718-234-6207. You schedule an initial consultation with Dr. Melinda Keller. We gotta have her on the show, by the she way. She should come on. She's got a great back. Mm -hmm. To determine if you're a candidate for Baby spinal decompression. <laughs> No, no, literally a spine. I was talking oh, about. Spine. I was not. Okay. Dr. Keller, if you can hear the sound of my voice, I was not making any inferments. Right. You got a great spine. Mm -hmm. Anyway, you can visit our website at brooklynspinecenter.com. I'll give you the number one more time. 718-234-6207. I wonder if she knows Dr. Lichter. Oh, there's no question. These doctors are all in together. Yeah, they, they all know each other. Okay. Tell me about Dr. Lichter. Are we doing that? Really? Yeah, do it right now. Okay, well, just give me, give me a little Dr. Lichter music. Jimmy. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, is that Dr. Lichter? Yeah. I was going to say, hello. <laughs> Are you looking for a dentist who provides quality care at an affordable price? Then look no further than Dr. Joseph Lichter. The dentist and skilled hygienist at Dr. Lichter's state-of-the-art office use the most up-to-date technology and techniques to provide you the best experience possible. Dr. Lichter and his staff perform traditional dental procedures such as teeth cleaning, fillings, root canal therapy, and tooth extractions. But in addition, they offer the latest in restorative and cosmetic dentistry, including implants, 
porcelain veneers and crowns, fixed bridges and more. Procedures that can make a broken smile look like new. Of course, the office also offers Invisalign, an alternative to metal braces that uses virtually invisible plastic aligners that shift teeth into place over a period of time. Listen, you can call Dr. Lichter's office today at 718-339-7878 to set up an appointment to improve your quality of life. And when you, you go to his website at josephlichterdds.com, you can fill out an online smile analysis and get a personalized response from the office. Dr. Lichter's located at 1420 Avenue P between East 14th and East 15th Streets in Midwood. It's funny. M Margaret has like a smile analysis every time she goes on a date because they just, they look at her and they're like, "Let me an analyze that smile." Smile Alice. Is that what is that what happens, Margaret? <laughs> anyway, let's introduce her. Let's introduce her. Margaret Bortner is joining us live in studio. Welcome, Mar Margaret. Thank you. Margaret wrote a column in Brooklyn. Now, listen, I'm Margaret. You got to know. I was editor of the Brooklyn paper for six of the greatest years of my life. Without question. And I was in my mid forties, mm -hmm. fighting weight, looking great. And I never thought of Brooklyn as a competitor, as something. I don't do that. I don't play that game. You no. wrote a story on the Brooklyn website. It was headlined, From Fighters in Park Slope to Gropers in Cobble Hill, The Five Worst Brooklyn Dates I've Been On. And I said, i got to talk to this woman on the radio because we were all in the game. Am I right, Vincent? We, except for you. No, I'm out of the game. We're all in the game. I am off the market. So, <laughs> for now. And anyway, <laughs> but anyway, I said, let's get Margaret on. I know she works for Brooklyn. Who cares? Margaret, welcome to Brooklyn Paper Radio. Thank you for having me today. Um, and I just want to say right off the bat, if we're talking um, Star Wars, then I think my type would be more um, a, like a Poe Dameron kind of wow. girl. Poe. Everybody yeah. loves Poe. That's, See, a, that's, a, that's a new guy. Yeah, you know, just guy. so you know, there's a meme on, on the internet that Poe is gay. That, really? Yeah. But we'll see that in the next movie. We don't know. No. He's uh, being a fictional character. I don't know if my chances were great anyway. Uh, it's a good that point. Oscar it's Isaac is a yeah. punk and a half. Anyway, Margaret, you've written a groundbreaking story. <laughs> But I gotta ask you some questions. First of all, how old are you? I am thirty-one. Okay, prime prime of life as far as I'm concerned. Prime I remember, of life. I mm -hmm. remember when I was thirty-one. Anyway, I wasted it. How many dates would you say you've been on in Brooklyn? Oh, fifty, at least fifty, so fifty plus. Several score, several yeah. score. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no pun intended. Okay, so now we've talked. The article is about the worst dates. Now I want to just, just if you haven't read this story, you got to go on Brooklyn. It's fantastic. She's had some bad dates, guys who ask inappropriate questions like, is your mom hot or how fat have you been at the maximum? That's that's a bad date. Yeah, no, You had a date where you, you ended up breaking up with a guy because another guy came on the date and they were having too much fun, whatever. But there were two completely reprehensible dates that I want to go over with you in this article. One was the guy who who basically started a fight with someone at a neighboring table. And then what I think is the worst date, based on the way you wrote this, was the guy who, <laughs> your friend said, he's looking for more than just another wet hole, and you described him, wow, what a catch. Turns <laughs> out, he gets stinking drunk, gets angry, slams the chair down, and then stiffs you with the bill. Yep. Oh, man. Which was the worst date of those, of those two? Which was worse? Oh, the, um, the one that threw the chair at me, he would take the cake. Now, so what happened there? You seemed like you were having such a nice time. <laughs> uh, the problem, as I see it, is that he, he showed up and he was already drunk, and continued to order strong cocktails, and his behavior became increasingly inappropriate. And when I made it known that I was uncomfortable with the way he was acting, he got upset. He threw his chair down, and it hit me. So I wouldn't—I don't want to say he threw it at me directly, but hmm. he did. Hmm. And then he ran out of the bar, 
and the the bill was at least seventy dollars, oh which God. was primarily his his drink. So, yeah, yeah. You had like one so, drink. So on the second date with this guy, how'd that one go? Was, did he sober up? <laughs> nicely done, nicely done. He uh, he apparently thought there was going to be a second date. <laughs> well, that was the thing. He he had at one point invited you back to his place to solve all the world's problems. Am I yes, right? Yes. Yes. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. You did not go back with him, I might add. No, I didn't. So you got a lot of standards. Um, yeah, I guess if that's if that's a standard. How's that working for you? Not so well. So, but let's just understand a couple of things. I'm a Brooklyn guy, okay? And yes. thank you for saying hunk and a half. I understand. Hunk and a half. But here's the question. You've had a lot of bad dates. Of the 50, or 60, or 70, we're not judging. Yeah, it's, it's between another... 50 and 100. <laughs> okay, we are judging. That's a lot of dates. No, anyway, you've had about 100 dates, maybe 200. How many, what percentage would you say are bad dates? Oh, I mean, at least 50%. Wow. And then, and then if you're even taking into account that a bad date is something that, well, might not have been repulsive, mm. but you were kind of bored or, I don't know, even that could be considered a bad date. 50% isn't a bad batting average because you got like a David Wright, he's hitting 300 and we yeah. think he's that's, the greatest player yeah. ever. That's, that's, uh, so that's not bad. That's 50%. three out of 10. That's 30%. So of the dates, now remember we got Valentine's Day coming up soon. So we don't want to be completely negative about the dating scene. But you can generalize, Margaret. Mm-hmm. What are you generally seeing out there among guys in your, in your age bracket? Um, what I'm finding are, for the most part, two types of people. And again, I can only speak from my own experiences Okay. Not well, thank you. That's why we had you on the show and not, you know, Stephen Brown, former Brooklyn paper reporter. Okay. So who from, is available, by the way? <laughs> who is available? Call me, Stephen. I don't, there you I don't go. Know. He's, not, he's very handsome. Um, well, he's a handsome man. And I, Margaret, just so you know, I've always said Vince is a handsome man. I'm very comfortable with my sexuality. We're, we're pals. We are. Stephen Brown is a handsome man. We'll yeah. call, we're going to call him later. Yeah. Um, so I know that everybody has it tough regardless of gender, sexual orientation, I'm going to speak from a straight woman's perspective because that is what I know. And what I've noticed are the two main types of people are those that you, you're dating for three months maybe, you think things are going well, and then it's the, what is now called the ghosting phenomenon. Wait, what's ghosting. It, I never heard of this. What's yeah. Ghosting, really? Yeah, Ghost, to me. Ghosting can often applies to someone maybe after a one night stand or one date that disappears, you never hear from them again. That I understand, but yeah. it's happened to me a numerous times after dating someone for about three months. They will stop, you know, they won't respond to texts. Whoa, whoa, They'll whoa, stop whoa. calling. We they just... Point they, of information. Point yeah. Of information. Because mm-hmm. that, that, and by the way, just when you say that at a community board meeting, it allows you to cut anybody off. Okay. Point of information. <laughs> Have you slept with these people when after these in, during these three months? Um, no. Oh. Interesting. Still, so it's it's not me, it's you. Is, is it's like they, the... Uh, it's kind of like the... I'm I'm taking this seriously and taking my time because it feels like there's real potential here, and and they get bored, they ghost you. I mean, when you put it that way. No, I'm just asking. No, 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 I'm just thinking now. I mean, just thinking out loud. I'm thinking out loud. This is the first time this has occurred to you, Margaret. (laughs) It's I mean, if they're if they're ghosting me because I haven't slept with them, well, then maybe they should have made a move because in all of these Ah. cases, it's also also people that. Hadn't made the move. I got. Can I share? You're gonna. I'm gonna share with you a move story, Margaret. You're gonna tell me. You're gonna give me an assessment. Of okay. It. So I was dating this woman. We had a couple of nice dates. Third date is always my come back to my place. I make you dinner. 
So I made my awesome short ribs. You do you know turn, my, do you you know turn my, the, uh, the, the, the radiator up? No, no. <laughs> is it hot in here or is it just here. me? No, Margaret, it's a legitimate dinner. It's my short ribs, a couple of glasses of wine. And then the question is, do you make Jimmy, the Jimmy, can you give me that, give me yeah. that Gersh dinner music? Give us the Gersh dinner music. Give me that little dinner music. So, Margaret, place. I make the short ribs. It's and a heavy bass line. And we're on the couch. And, Margaret, i got to tell you something. She was 50. I'm, you know, I'm 40, 49, 50. Mm-hmm. She was smoking hot. It's the third date. We're on the couch, and I go in to make the move. Mm-hmm. And she gives me the no. Mm. She says, you know, usually on a third date, you know, I'm ready to go back to your place and speak in an ancient language or something. But you know what happened? She says, no, in this case, I'm not really that interested. And that was after the short ribs. How's that oh, possible? Man. And listen, I've had those short ribs, and they're delicious. And, and I say to Vince, why don't you come back to my place? We'll do some long division. And he turns me down. Yeah. Anyway, well, I know, thought it was weird. The whole common well, that, core. That does strike me as weird because, I mean, I'm not saying that by accepting sure, an invitation sure. to a man's apartment, you're obligated to do anything. No, no, of course not. But often it would be sending the signal that that would be fine. She came over and she sat on the couch with the legs folded up under her. Mm. You ever see that look? Well, you do that look, right? Yeah, yeah. probably. Yeah. Well, I can't do that. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Anyway, we... Uh, it's neither here nor there because it's she, a comfortable way to sit. She wasn't interested. Not for me. She wasn't <laughs> interested. And you know what? The, the odd thing was, she says, eh, "I'm not really that interested." The very next night, Margaret, mm-hmm. I had a third date with another woman. Do the math. I was dating two women at the time. It happens. <sighs> Scandalous. Mm-hmm. It happens. He's a juggler. Had, had a third date with another woman. Went back to her place, and we talked about the Iran nuclear deal all night long. Was that something you were into or not into? No, that's my euphemism. We talked about the Iran. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Euphemism. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I said we did long division. We talked mm-hmm. about the. So anyway, the point is, it can happen. It cannot happen. You just got to stay positive. Yeah. So yeah. how do you stay positive during all these uh, uh, bad dates? Uh, you know, I don't always. Oh. Um, so another thing that I that I often find is that I mean the last maybe not the last guy I dated, maybe two or three guys ago. He was about ten years older than me. Nice. And mm. still. His he said, "Oh, I'm not really, you know, at a point in my life where I'm ready to commit." So it doesn't have anything to do with age. I just find that regardless of that, it's really hard to find a guy that is looking for the long term commitment that I'm seeking. But you're saying he did the it's it's not you, it's me. Yeah, that yeah. I mean, no one's actually ever told me it was my fault. <laughs> <laughs> they never say, you know what? It is you. It's you, Margaret. If it is, I want to know. Uh, Maybe you, you want to hear that. I'd Margaret, be curious. You know, we've been out on three or four dates, and frankly, you don't look good and you're boring. <laughs> if anyone's <laughs> listening who has broken up with me for something I did wrong, call. Because nice. Okay, give that number out. It's 718-260-4502. If you've dated Margaret, and frankly, there's a couple hundred guys out there who have, call in and sh- tell her. Tell her she was, you, look, you were charming. It's just not you. It's me. Or, no, you know what, Margaret? It's you. It wasn't. It wasn't yeah. me. No, just just to backtrack for a second this about ain't that gonna guy. Work out. It's the forty gonna work the forty one year old guy mm-hmm. had he been in relationships? Before? Yeah, he had had committed relationships. Yes, and it hmm. seems like was he ever married? No. Okay. Um, and something else, you know, that often comes up is you know they were really hurt or damaged mm. in some way by a previous woman. So I mean, that's not my fault. No, and that's no, the that's, bit, not, that's, that's the worst excuse. I mean, Vince has been. Completely battered by many oh. women, and now he's happily married. Yes, yeah. What was the worst date you ever went on, Vince? First date with my wife. The worst date oh, was yeah. the first date. Tell first us. Da- first date tell. with my wife. She still, she still makes fun of me to this day because I had four tickets to a, a Met game. Remember the Mets? 
They were great I back then. back in the 90s. No, the they late, were horrible back then. You back got the, the tickets late, for no, nothing. No, no, Robin Ventura was on the team. I liked him. So I had four tickets, and I was going with my brother and my uh, sister-in-law, and I had an extra ticket, and I invited my, uh, my, my, uh, it was the first date that we went then on. Then co-worker. Then co-worker, and, and. Future within, wife. Yeah, future wife. And, you know, it, I, I literally sat next to my brother and my sister-in-law, and my wife sat behind us. Oh, great. We took great. the better seats. Great, great, great game. So what happened? You, you Mets went won. The, oh, well, there you Mets go. won. That's all I needed to know. The date ended well. It ended well. Did it? Oh, yeah. No, there were sparks flying, but, you know. Well, you're a handsome man. I, as I am. Yeah, you know that. So, but, uh, yeah, but o- overall, on a scale of 1 to 10, the date was probably like a, like a 2 or a 3. And I my can't. wife to this day makes fun of me about it. Now, I told, I, Margaret, just so you know, I told my girlfriend that I would mention that our first date Actually, second date was a, was a horrendous. Now, I, want I had to, a great time with my brother, though. We really <laughs> had a good time. Margaret, I want your honest impression, and you can say whatever you want about me, because she's listening. She says, we had our second date. It was one of those dates where I invited her over, had the short ribs. Oh, but second date, not third. This Because we were, we were, well, it was the third time we had met, but the second real date. Okay. Had her over for the short ribs. We had the short ribs, and it is hot and heavy, Margaret. It's hot and heavy. We're making out the whole bit. I'm like, well, hey, why don't you spend the night? And you, her eyes were like, I'm spending that. I'd love to spend that. But she's got a dog. Mm-hmm. She had to go back to Manhattan because it was late already. It was like 2 in the morning. She had to go back to Manhattan to, to relieve the dog of, his, uh, of her uh, urinary uh, issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So here's what happens. I'm like, oh, well, look, I want to be a complete gentleman. I'll walk you to the F train and make sure you get on the F train safe. And the big joke is I didn't put her in a cab. I didn't pay for the cab. Is that bad? You could be honest, Margaret. If someone no. did that, no, no, I don't think that's bad. What do you mean? She had to go all the way up to the upper Upper West Side. That's the F train. I don't know. My my um, instinct is always to take the train. I wouldn't even think cab first. So, Margaret, you 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 spend the night at some guy's house. You make out, and then he, and then he's like, I gotta go, and he doesn't even make a gesture. He just kind of falls asleep and says, All right, well, there's the door. Well, and I, you're okay with that? Well, no, that would suck. Well, I didn't do that. <laughs> I didn't do that, Margaret. Could at least walk me to the door. No, I, wa- I, wa- I was going to walk her to the train. Turns out she wanted to take a cab, so I walked her to the curb. <laughs> anyway, we're still dating, so how bad could it have been, right? Did you did you wait there until she got the cab? Yeah, I oh. waited there with the cab. I yeah. think that's okay. I thought it was fine. I, mean, yeah. I, I, gave, I sent her home with some short ribs. There you go. All right. Well, if you're, if you're listening, honey, if you're listening, 718-260-4502, you can call and complain about Margaret. Yeah, call them up. Yeah, she, go ahead. She obviously doesn't have a problem with that. You know, my wife looked like Renee Zellweger, and my sister-in-law looks like Liv Tyler. I didn't understand a word of that. Say you that again. My wife looks like Renee Zellweger. Yeah. And my sister-in-law looked like Liv Tyler. So who are you more attracted to? <laughs> oh, I would say my wife. <laughs> well said. Well said. So Vince is a married man, Margaret, and you got to do that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, look. we got to do this. we got to call out the Stephen Brown. Can well, I? Oh, we're calling him? we got to call Brown. Put some dialing music. No, I'm going to just dial him. I want dialing music. You ready there, Vin- uh, Jimmy? No, now I'm screwed. I got nothing. Ah, oh, you were the worst Jimmy. phone user. We gotta get. We gotta. Oh. Jimmy. Oh, now I'm hearing it. All right, you ready? This is always an Jimmy, adventure. Jimmy, ready? It's always an adventure when Gert uses the phone. We have got to get a real phone. What's wrong with that phone? There we go. I got it. Got it from the dollar store. I'm is calling Brown. There? I'm calling Brown. We got seven more minutes in this segment. I heard that noise. No, that was me. I heard it. Hope he comes on. Margaret, you got to meet this guy, even virtually. A virtual meeting with Stephen Brown. I hope he picks up. 
I told him I'd call. Did you, though, Gersh? I did. Well, a true gentleman calls when he says he's going to. That's right, Margaret. <laughs> That's right. And another gentleman picks up when he yeah, says answer yeah. he answers the free yeah. Leave a message. Yeah, well, there take it is. a message for him. Nice job. At the tone, please record your Margaret, message. Margaret, you want to leave this when message? Uh, yeah. Okay. Margaret's going to talk. Press Should one I introduce her? No. Okay. Hi, Stephen. This is Margaret. I am calling you from uh, Brooklyn Paper Radio with Vincent Gersh, and they're going to have to give you the callback number because I don't know it. That number again, 718-260-4502. Give us a call, Stephen. I hear you're a catch. There you go. There's no question he's a catch. All right, I'm hanging up on him. Margaret, well done. (laughs) Thanks. Stephen, you really should call. You really should call. Call. All right, I hung up. Did that that clear, Jimmy? All right, Jimmy's – by the way, our producer, Jimmy – we're going to come back with Margaret in a second, but you, you got to pay a bill? Yeah, we got to pay a bill. Right, gotta, tell us about Atlas Steakhouse. Yeah, Margaret, don't Atlas go anywhere, music. Margaret. Don't go anywhere. I love... I, we got to pay some bills. we got to pay the bills. Bills must be paid. Oh, there it is. Yeah, that... I always get so aroused when he turns his music on. Yeah, I love it, too. Why do you think that is, Margaret? It's hot music. There you go. There we go. Atlas Steakhouse offers you a unique dining experience. First, you choose your steak. And every steak there is cut and aged to tender perfection on site. Then you pair it with a vintage from their extensive wine selection. Wait, a vintage from their extensive wine list. How about that? You've been to Atlas Day. I have. And I paint the word picture a little better. I've seen the list. I've seen the list and it's fantastic. Or... You can have one of Atlas's Steakhouse's signature cocktails. You can enjoy a succulent appetizer as the master chef crafts your choice cut as you desire. For me, medium rare. You know that, Gersh, right? Definitely. We're going out to, uh, we're going to take a rowboat Atlas? Yeah, Joe Rabinowitz from the New York Post wants us to take him out to dinner, and he wants to go to the Palm. I said Lezal. No, I said Atlas Steakhouse. Well, that's true, but he didn't want to come out to Brooklyn. Well, let's see what we can do. You can enjoy, uh, you have that succulent appetizer, and then when your main course arrives... You will understand why at Atlas Steakhouse, they always offer you a cut above the rest. Atlas Steakhouse at 943 Coney Island Avenue. You can visit them online at atlassteak.com. Thank you. Well done, Vince. Hey, uh, Margaret, we're, we're here with Margaret Bortner again. In case you're just tuning in, Margaret, you're fantastic. She's sharing with us her worst dating experiences in Brooklyn. You got the guy who picked a fight with a guy at a neighboring table. You got the guy who got slosh drunk and then threw a chair down and hitting Margaret. The chair, that is, the chair. No. Some, some bad date experiences. If you can hear the sound of my voice, call 718-260-4502. We'll hook you up with Margaret, by phone, virtually. We'll hook you up with Margaret and you talk about bad dates. But Margaret, I got a question for you. All right. I just got an email from a publicist friend of mine who um, has a new client. She's pitching a client uh, the six big sex trends to watch out for in 2016. Hmm. So I want to ask you if you think these are trends. I'm going to read them one by one. You ready? Hmm. I'm ready. Trend number one. Women are in the driver's seat of their own sexuality. Hmm, Wait, that that's a trend? Uh, Apparently that a trend? it is. Apparently it is. I'll you just... think that's, that's pretty much your whole life. Am I yeah, right, Margaret? I don't know if that seems like a trend to me, but not a trend. I support it. Jimmy, you got a... Yeah, you got a buzz. You got a some buzz. special music there, Jimmy? You know, we need, we need like that... that X sound from when the, from, from Family Feud. Your Family Feud. That's the, the one I always feud use. Act. Okay, Margaret. Trend number two: Open relationships are on the rise, and fewer people disapprove of them. So we're talking about polyamory mm-hmm. there. What do you think? Yeah, uh, I think that probably is a trend, not one I'm personally interested in, but I think that that's probably accurate. Well, let me ask you something: You ever date two people at the same time? Um, 
Yeah, yes. not, not, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, not Margaret, once it gets serious, but yeah. Well, talks the talk, but does she walk the walk? Right. Fewer people disapprove is the trend. So let's yeah. not just talk about one part of the trend. Fewer people disapprove. And, I, and this is a no-judgment zone. So have you ever dated two people? I mean, I might have gone on first dates, yeah. you know, back to back, but... Have you ever been sleeping with two different people? No, sleeping with Never. No. That's mm-hmm. where you draw the line. There yeah. Okay, fair enough. Nice. All right, trend number three. Sex toys are no longer hiding in a drawer. Just out there in the open. <laughs> kids, it's, it's with the kids. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to put mine on my mantle, but sure, that can be a trend. Would you put one on a man? Uh, sure. Okay, there you go. Interesting concept. No, I mean, I don't know. I'm not a sex toy guy. Can I just say that, Margaret? Th- that's fine. That's okay. fine. Uh, there's a growing interest. This is trend number four. There's a growing interest in the birds and the bees and its benefits. Now, I don't know what that means. So I'm going to read this. Th- Sexual pleasure is no longer left to happenstance. People are learning more about the mechanics of good sex yeah. or having sex with mechanics. Mm-hmm. You ever do that, Margaret? Do you, like a vibrator? No, is, no, no, is no, 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 no. I'm I'll keep reading. Um, I think what they're saying here is it's like it's almost like a you do it part of like for for health reasons. For no, health people are learning more about the mechanics of good sex. The number of sexually sexuality educators is skyrocketing, and even events like the Sexual he- Health Expo are well attended. So they're basically saying you got to learn to burn. Is that a is trend? That, that trend work? or not? Trend. I guess it's a trend. I don't I don't think I know a lot about that one. You never went to a sexpo? No. Okay. Hmm. Last trend. Here we go. Non-traditional hmm. sex is on the rise. Wait, what is non-traditional says, sex? Well, here, well there, there you go. Please there, explain. There you go, Vince. See, Margaret, that shows you. Vince is a little bit conservative, but even he is a non-judgmental sexual being. He says, what's non-traditional? People have been doing it for, well, how long have there been people? Am I right? I think four and a half billion years. Four and a half billion years they've been doing it. All right, so what do you think, Margaret? Non-traditional sex. What do I think it is? No, well, no. What, is it on the rise or <laughs> not? I don't, I don't know what it is either. Some part of it is on the rise. I know that. Um, <laughs> certainly a portion of it. I mean, that, that you want to talk I, about corporate. Damn, damn well better be on the rise. <laughs> I want some more information on this one. Well, look, Margaret, you've had, you said heterosexual sex. Yep. Have you had heterosexual sex you know, in ways that when you were younger, you might have thought was weird. Mm, I'm well. To be honest, when I was younger, I probably thought all ways were weird. Mm. But um, I don't know. I, when I think of non-traditional sex, like the other day, there was a big story in the news. Kanye West had to issue a denial that he enjoyed having his uh, his butt touched. <laughs> now I'm a man, and as I said, heterosexual. Though I'm attracted to men occasionally when they when they're doing a radio show with me. <laughs> but I don't mind having my butt touched. Now, there's, they would say that's non-traditional. Oh. That Amber Rose would stick her finger somewhere. Hmm. What do you think about that? I think it's weird that he had to issue that statement. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Margaret it bothered knows. him so that, that much. So then that's a trend. That's a trend. That's okay. a trend. And that is on the rise. Men, if you can hear the sound of my voice and you enjoy that kind of thing, don't be ashamed of it, according to Margaret. Am I right? You're right. All right. I got to get out of this, though, for a second. Margaret. Yes. Best date you ever went on. Let's hear it. Yeah, we talked about the worst. What about yeah. the best? Yeah, well, I was trying to think about this recently. It's hard because you go yeah. on so few. <laughs> no, nothing personal. It's but a non-judgment always, zone. Uh, I always enjoy when um, a, a gentleman will cook for me. It's only happened like two or three times, but those have been uh, really good dates. Really? What would they cook? Um, it's only twice. What do you, what do you got? Uh, the Meatloaf? M- most recently... Oh, Gosh, no. So I'm on the spot. Was that? <laughs> meatloaf. It's like, hey, Vinny's like, you made the meatloaf? You made the meatloaf? <laughs> I love meatloaf. Um, 
maybe it wasn't that memorable. <laughs> it really I wasn't very good. Anything for love. Vince, I just love? can't remember what I ate. Vince, you, I got to tell yeah. you something. I made my, my short ribs for Vince once. It was not a sexual thing, but no. he does not forget those short ribs. No, the short ribs are delicious. And I, I loved uh, stopping by for, uh, was it burrito night? or? Uh, oh, no, no, fajita case, night. For, fajita night. Fajita, fajita Friday. Night. Yeah. All right, we got to get out. Margaret, yes. I want you to stick close because we're going to get some calls. 718 718- Two six zero four five zero two. You want to talk bad dates? You want to talk good dates? You want to talk Gersha short ribs? That's what we're here for. But we got to get out. We got to call in. We got to start a different segment of this show, Jimmy. We got to talk about what's been in the news this week, and it's a big one. Go, it's Jimmy. Morning, go. It's the morning papers. Yep. All right. <laughs> That's. I gotta say, Jimmy and the Revolver is bringing us into the morning papers segment. Jimmy, great use of the sound effect there. About 10 seconds too late. Like, I love it. Love it. Anyway, I got to call out. We got to get Allie in here. Allie Olivier. This is actually, uh, in all seriousness, Margaret, this is not only a big story about the Park Slope Groper. Oh, you know yes. this guy? That, did you ever well, date this guy? Um, do you know his real name? <laughs> He's the Park Slope Groper. You know if you dated I him. I don't think I dated okay, him. Okay, you didn't date the Park Slope Groper. But Allie Olivier from the Brooklyn paper was on the jury that let this guy off. So let's get her on the phone and find out what happened in the jury room. He let him off. What, it, what, it actually, what actually happened was the jury found him not guilty. Yeah, not they, guilty. They got him off. They got him off. Hello? Allie, it's Gersh Kersman of the Brooklyn Paper. Get on in here! All right, I'm coming. She's coming in. She's great. Now, I like Allie, but this is the first time she's been on Brooklyn Paper Radio. Vince, tell us a little bit about Allie as she comes in. Allie is a reporter for Caribbean Life, and she's been with us a little over a year. Here she comes. Come on in here, Allie. A little over a year. Allie, meet Margaret, by the way. Say hi to Margaret. Hey, hey, hey. Allie, just so you know, Allie, Margaret is a legendary dating expert in Brooklyn. Margaret has dated everybody, save the Park Slope Groper. Oh, God. Now, Allie. You were not covering the Park Slope Groper trial. You were on the jury. Yep. So bring us into the trial for a second. First of all, what was the guy accused of? He was accused of nine different counts. Two uh, counts, sexual abuse of a child. Three ooh, counts of a of, child. Of a child. Three counts of endangering the welfare of a child, assault in the second degree of a police officer, and obstruction of governmental administration. All right, so I got to oh, I got to ratchet this down a bit. I just want to point out one second. A lot of people they say like you know people go on jury duty and then they just take a couple weeks off. No, <laughs> not Allie. Allie knows exactly what happened on this case, and we're proud of her. All right, oh, just thanks. so you know, I I got to ratchet this down a bit because once you started bringing in some of these charges, they're very serious charges. Am Incredibly, I right, Allie? And it, it was really sad to like. Watch the three little girls come in and testify. Jesus. So, okay. So they testified against the Park Slope Groper in front. He's standing. He's sitting there. Yep. Jury of his peers confronting his, his accusers. Yep. The cops came in probably and yep. gave their Two evidence. Cops. The prosecutor. Yeah. Who works for uh, the Brooklyn DA's office came in. Did read the indictment. Oh, the what, bottle of water spilled. He read the indictment. Yeah, she read it. You're sorry. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Well, the Brooklyn DA is a man, so that's why. I, thank you, Allie. <laughs> but so then it's all, all the evidence is before you. The judge charges the jury. Yeah. You go out into the room. Bring us inside that deliberation because this guy's guilty as charged as far as I'm concerned. How hard was it to convince Jack Klugman that this guy was innocent? <laughs> no, let's talk about it. What happened in that jury room? Because you probably took a, a quick first vote. No, we oh. didn't. We we really eased into the process. We, it was it was very heavy after the um, summations from both the prosecutor and the defense. Uh, everybody was kind of like on edge because you know the charges are very heavy, and we didn't want justice to not be served for those three little girls. But when you looked at the evidence presented, you couldn't 
get past the reasonable doubt. All right, but hold on a second, because reasonable doubt is the basically the fundamentals of our entire judicial system. Yeah. I mean, just like just like Margaret was talking about the fundamentals of the dating system, <laughs> which is my short ribs. We're talking about an important thing here. So you go into the jury room. You've heard from the three girls. Mm -hmm. Do you think they're lying? No. And that was the consensus of all of us. We knew without any doubt that the girls are not lying. Something happened to them. But, but not necessarily by this guy. No. But come on, Allie. The cops have got a drawing of him. And there he is. And the prosecutor's got a charge. And the indictment. And the cops. And the physical evidence. What was it that made you say, wait a minute, they got the wrong guy? Well, unfortunately, the cops did a really bad job of investigating. That's what it came down to. Yeah, what? they had a sketch, but the sketch could have been suggested by the, the lead detective in sure. the case. It sure. was suggestibility everywhere, and it was really poorly handled. So you think this, now, if you say reasonable doubt, do you actually think this guy is innocent? Uh, you can talk about the case freely. Yeah, You're off I the know. I mean... I think he really was truly just caught up at the wrong place at the wrong time. The way he was, the way he was found, just moseying around the school, not seeming as though he had anywhere to go. Yeah, come on, moseying around a school? It's Park Slope. A lot of people mosey around. That I don't school. mosey. Margaret, you ever mosey around a school? <laughs> mosey? No. I'm not a moseyer. You walk right past the school. Hey, I I can't speak for the guy. I don't know him personally. You know that Vince still crosses himself when he when he walks past a church. He still does. <laughs> so I don't. I'm not, he's not. He's not a groper. Okay. How was the food? They bring in food for you over there? Yeah, the food was good. It was. It tastes even better because it was free. That's yeah. that's that's taxpayer money at work. There that's you go. the Gershkunstman <laughs> philosophy. How long were the deliberations, Allie? A day and a half. Wow. And he was charged with nine counts, and you he was found not guilty on any count. Nothing. So what about the girls afterwards? You you didn't have to confront them. I didn't have to confront them. No. But the DA has to go into those girls and say, "Sorry, girls, you're gonna have to. We're gonna have to find somebody else." And you're gonna have to testify against them. Yeah, and it, it, it's not a good feeling. It's it's very unsettling, but it, it's it's. In hard. the trial, Allie, in the trial, when the girls were testifying, did they do that classic TV thing where the prosecutor says, "No, girls, I know this may be difficult, but <laughs> do you see your do you see your groper somewhere in the courtroom? Is can you point him out?" They sure did. And then they said, "Let the record show the young lady is pointing at the." They did that. They did all that. So you're saying the girls just, how old are these girls? Uh, at the time of the whole situation, they were 11, but they when they testified, they were 13 now. I gotta say, you know, my daughter's 14, 13. I think she would be able to recognize if she, if she pointed. Right. I'm well, not judging here, you, no, by here, the way. Here, here, Margaret knows I don't judge people. Here's where it got a little hairy. So it's three witnesses, right? Only two of the three witnesses were able to identify him in court. And Hold on a second. Third, He's sitting at the defendant's table, and the, the girl couldn't point him out? The girl looked, scanned the entire room, and said, no, he's not in here. Would she think it was a trick question? No, I think that she was just being brutally honest. Wow. And when you listen to the testimony from the detectives, they also said how she said, yeah, I, I'm 90% sure he's in the All lineup. Right. So she looks around the room, and she says, I can't find him in the room. Did the whole audience go, <gasps> <laughs> and then the judge start pounding the table? Well, Order in this courtroom, I will have none of it. Was it anything like that? No. It's really not like it is on TV. There was no showmanship. It was kind of boring. Allie, which do you prefer, TV trials or the or living through the trial you went through? I prefer watching Law and Order SVU with Elliot Stabler in it. Then it would have been a lot more. <laughs> oh, Order yeah. in this court. Order in this. I will have none of this. You need Elliot. There was wow. no Elliot or Olivia. Definitely yeah. need Elliot. <laughs> Margaret, you ever serve on a jury? 
Uh, no, I've been called, but never selected. That's weird. So we have a person who works for the community newspaper group's Caribbean Life product, now on Brooklyn Paper Radio. She gets picked. Of course. Yeah. Probably shouldn't have been because she's way too smart for a jury. No offense <laughs> to juries. And Margaret's never been picked. Nope. That's weird. They don't want me. Then you've been on jury, right? Uh, no, never actually been picked. So I was I was the last angry man on a jury once, and it was the same thing you were talking about, Allie. Everybody in the courthouse thought, well, they've got the guy, and they say he had a gun, but they never could connect him to the gun they recovered. They couldn't physically put the gun in his hand. Yep. And I was like, oh, your honor, and I did the whole thing. I mean, it was much less dramatic than that. I was like, <laughs> right, I, I really don't want to hold you guys up, but this guy didn't do it. So we convicted him of some minor charge. <laughs> you had to, I had to get out of there. It was <laughs> you settled. The ball game was the ball game was going to happen. He had to get to get to the other game. And then it started raining, so yeah, the ball game was canceled. Out, yeah. All right, we got to get out. We got to get out. Allie, stick around for one second. All right. Margaret. Yes. You have anything you want to ask Allie? I know what's on your mind. Oh well, you know what I want to ask Allie. Go ask her. I want to know Allie. What is your worst date experience? I know it, Margaret. Oh, you did it. Oh no. Um, <laughs> My worst date experience. It's okay if you can't think of one. I couldn't think of a good one. And this is a no judgment zone, Allie. So, so no, it could be no you judgment. could be a date with a man, a woman, anybody. Um, I guess my worst date experience is I went to a bar with this guy and um, he tried to keep up with me. I ordered my Jameson meat and he wanted to order his Jameson meat. When he was more of like a Bahama Mama pina colada kind of guy. <laughs> Is that a euphemism for having a short penis? <laughs> oh, well, I guess because he couldn't, he made it through his second Jameson and he turned around. At least he didn't hurl on me, but the person oh, next man. to me did. Wait, but hold on. That, was it your idea to go shot for shot? No, I was just like, order what you like. I didn't I didn't force it anything on him. He just decided, oh, you're getting a Jameson eat. That's pretty cool. Was you this a first date? Yeah. Did you, but did you like the guy going in? Yeah, he, he seemed pretty cool. He look, appears to have a good head on his shoulders. Didn't no, work out, though. Uh, not a good stomach in his belly, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> no, you order what you like, but you drink what you order. Was there a second date? No. Oh, okay. No, so you you gone, never know. Yeah. Well, you could have gone home and solved all the world's problems. But anyway, we got to get out. <laughs> Allie, thank you for coming. Anytime. we got to send you out. we got to send you out. Send her out with some here. music there, Jimmy. Thank you, Allie. Allie, thank you. That's Allie Olivier. i got to pay a bill. Yeah, do so. Slam that door, please, Allie. Oh, she did a great job. Ooh. Margaret, what do you think of Allie? I think she has the coolest name. Allie Olivier. Allie, Allie, Allie Olivier. Jimmy, i got to pay a bill. At some point. I'll start anyway. Margaret, we talked about this. You're in the game, and you got low back pain. What are you going to do? You want to be active and happy, but you got this degenerative disc disease, herniated discs, bulging discs, sciatica, or even failed back surgery. you got any one of those things, you got pain. What are you gonna do? Go to the Brooklyn Spine Center, because they got this machine. What do you know that machine? DRX 9000? Pumping action. It's a spinal decompression device. It's, it does, in fact, have a pumping action that allows the body's nutrients to flow back into the affected disc and help revitalize that injured disc. You wanna know more? Call the Brooklyn Spine Center, 718-234-6207. You'll schedule an initial consultation with Dr. Melinda Keller. As I said, she's got a great spine. And you'll determine if you're a candidate for that DRX 9000 or some kind of non-invasive spinal procedure. That's what I had because I got the disc disease. Mm -hmm. Anyway, visit the website at brooklynspinecenter.com or, as I said, call 718-234-6207. Brooklyn Spine Center. Vince, pay another bill. Okay. When was the last time you saw a quality dentist who was truly affordable? Never. If your I never answer, did. I, Margaret, I never saw a quality dentist. So if your answer's been, I've never, I've never what have you never seen? 
A qual you've never, it just never worked out. Never did. Okay, if that's your answer, then it's time to see Dr. Joseph Lichter. Dr. Lichter's state-of-the-art dentistry is offered at extremely reasonable prices so that almost anyone can afford to get the smile they not only want, but deserve. And right now, his prices are even more affordable because listeners of Brooklyn Paper Radio, this show, what? can get special low prices for some of Dr. Lichter's most popular procedures. What about hosts of the show or, in Margaret's case, a guest of the show? I'm sure that you can work that out. For example, you can get an Invisalign, the virtually invisible alternative to metal braces, which usually cost $5,000 or more. At Joseph Lichter DDS, you'll save more than $1,000. Porcelain veneers, which can go for $1,000 or more. At Dr. Lichter, you'll pay only $675. Porcelain veneers. I mean, what a, what a, that sounds like George Washington territory. <laughs> and get the bright white smile you've always dreamed oh, of. Oh, porcelain, not wood. Yeah, porcelain. Yeah, yeah. Okay, really. Yeah. We're not talking about ivory tusks. Sorry, here. sorry. For a limited time, Dr. Lichter is offering the Zoom Teeth Whitening Procedure for only $300. And $95. Call Dr. Lichter's office today at 718-339-7878 to set up an appointment that will make you smile. That's 718-339-7878. Dr. Lichter, as you know, is located at 1420 Avenue P for Periodontal. Thank you. Between East 14th and East 15th Streets in Midwood. You can visit them online at Dr. at I'm sorry, at Joseph Lichter DDS. J-O-S-E-P-H. L-E-C-H-T-E-R. No, D-D-S. It's L-I-C-H-T-E-R. L-I-C-H-T-E-R. D-D-S. All right, just Google them. Anyway, we got to get out. we got a couple of minutes left. Margaret's going to stick around for a minute more. But we got to do one more story that I think is important. No, wait. Did you tell... You, we didn't talk about the uh, the Times crossword puzzle. I'm about to. Jimmy, can I get that morning paper music again? Because we got to bring in Ruth Brown, the editor That's of the, the Brooklyn Times paper. crossword puzzle. i got to bring her in. we have 15 minutes. All right, Jimmy and the Revolver's there. Thank you very much there, Jimmy. Let me get Ruth in here. No, Ruth's awesome. You stick around, Margaret. Oh, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. Hey, Ruth, come on in here. we got to talk about uh, the thanks. Bernie and Hillary debate in Brooklyn. Yeah, come on in. I'm just going to keep talking. There she goes. She hung up on me. Brooklyn paper building. So, Margaret, we're bringing in Ruth Brown, who's the editor of the Brooklyn paper, and a great lady. And she's going to talk to us a little bit about this new development. Thank you for slamming the door. Uh, she's going to talk about this new development. But first of all, say hi to Margaret. Hi, Margaret. Hi. Oh, Ruth showed me to the bathroom. Oh, yeah. We got We're old friends. friends. Okay, good. So, uh, I love the way women go to the bathroom and they talk about us. Not, not deliberately. but <laughs> No, you talked about a, us. There's a code on the bathroom door in the Brooklyn paper building. So it, You want to give out the code? Don't, don't give out the code <laughs> to the bathroom. I can't even give out the code. Okay. I don't know it. I just know the pattern. All right. Any, anyway, so Ruth, as you may have detected, has a, a, a bit of a Canadian accent. Mm -hmm. Anyway, she's she's covering a big story, which is Hillary and, and Bernie, who are in the Iowa caucuses tonight and will be in New Hampshire next week, want to have a debate in Brooklyn, sponsored by the Brooklyn paper, hosted by Gersh Kunstman as, as the moderator. Ruth, fill us in. By the way, it was the biggest story on the internet this weekend. Ruth wrote it was the biggest story on the entire internet. It practically broke the internet. Go ahead. Yeah, the, the Daily News did a fantastic version about 12 hours later. Well, that's what we <laughs> do. We you break it, we fix it, baby. You break it. We fix it. Now, tell us what's going on. What's going on? Well, I didn't say that both parties want to have a debate yet. They have agreed to four more debates. And I think they've agreed to one. And they had a bit of a uh, war of uh, public statements. Okay, there's a lot of numbers here. Are they having a debate in Brooklyn or not? Well, Bernie would like to. Uh, Hillary has not yet agreed to Okay, you've got to stop banging the table because we did that segment before. <laughs> oh, order in this court! I want some order! Okay. I heard it. Anyway. 
So Bernie wants to have a debate in Brooklyn. Hillary's office is in Brooklyn. That is correct. So it's happening. Perhaps she it's has on. It's a, it's a it's a red hook throwdown. Where is this debate going to be? Well, uh, we have been putting that question to our readers all weekend. Uh, so far, Barclays Center is winning. Barclays Center. Uh, I think we. Are going to get twenty thousand people at a debate? But you can you can curtain off Barclays Center. There's certain configurations that they can do. Yeah, in there. the hockey configuration is pissing <laughs> off everybody. Fourteen thousand seats. All right, keep That's going. That's true. It can't be worse than that. Uh, other other venues we have put up for consideration include the recently uh, renovated King's Theatre, which is in Bernie Sanders' home neighborhood of Flatbush. Oh, that's a home field advantage. So Where we else? think that would be a beautiful venue and probably the appropriate size. Well, I guess um, we could have it in Chappaqua too if we want to play to the senators' strengths. Correct. <laughs> Where So for Hillary's sake, it should be in Brooklyn Heights. Uh, possibly, yeah. I mean, there aren't a lot of options there. Uh, we did pitch the Brooklyn Paper Building, which of is course. very close. Downtown uh, in Brooklyn. America's downtown. We're in a very spacious room right now. We could fit at least five to ten people in here, we think. All right. Ruth, we got to get out. But you know as a fact that I moderated all of the city council debates in the year 2007, I think. How did I do? Fantastic. You've that gone is, back to is, the archives, am I right? That is my recollection. I, w- I was not living in America at the time, but <laughs> okay. certainly in Australia, front page news was... Ma- Margaret, just George so you- Kuntzman, fantastic job moderating No, but just so you know, you used the term moderator. I was anything but moderate. I, if they didn't answer a question, I was on them like a, like a piece of flypaper on a mosquito. So what you're saying, Gersh, is that you are now putting your hand up to be the moderator of the debate. Uh, my hand has been up. Both hands are up right now. So let's get Margaret in here for a second. Margaret. Yes. Bernie Sanders, dateable or undateable? Dateable. Dateable? Mm-hmm. In what way? I don't know. I like the guy. You like the guy. So you'd have a conversation. I'm feeling the burn. But would there be a sexual attraction there? Oh, uh, I mean. He had gout. He had the gout. He, he might be, like, just maybe... A few years too old so for my taste. Problem. There's an age problem. Yeah. All right. But you like his position. So I do. You, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and what about Hillary? I mean, again, you said you were She's heterosexual. She's dateable. Oh. <laughs> dateable. Love the pantsuits. Love the, the only person in the room who loves the pantsuit. Mm-hmm. Ruth Brown, we got to get out. Is this debate going to happen in Brooklyn? I would hope so. I think, you know, I don't think Hillary has any good reason to back out. As you say, she has a campaign headquarters here. She released a vaguely embarrassing video of herself sort of frolicking through the streets of Brooklyn Heights (laughs) with people waving from their stoops to her. So why not? What could her excuse to not have this debate possibly be? Well, other than the fact she's losing to Bernie Sanders. Well, she's going to have to debate anyway. I guess you've got to have it in Brooklyn. I mean, Bernie's a native of Brooklyn. A socialist mayor of Burlington, Vermont. There's nothing but... The guy's got hipster written all over him. I'm sure... Margaret, I bet he's got a tattoo under that under that plaid shirt. I hope so. If he had a beard, and I think he did as a younger man. Did you ever see pictures of him as a younger man, Margaret? I don't think so. Sexy younger mm, man. I'm going to look that up. Again, I'm comfortable with my sexuality. It, it always, you always get crickets. I you know, you because I feel like you always, brought that fact up. I bring it up because... times in this Ruth, radio broadcast. What I always think about when I talk about my sexuality... I always think the more discussion of people's sexuality, the less discussion of hang-ups there'll be. And eventually, we'll all just be comfortable in our sexuality. Margaret, are you with me on that? I'm with you on that. I think so. We got to get out. Ruth, last question. What's the big story you're working on for tomorrow? I threw that one out of the bag. Oh, great question. What is the big story? Well, I don't don't want to blow the big story I'm working on, actually, Gersh. Totally different readership. Totally different readership. Radio versus internet. 
Uh, we are, okay. I'll put it out there. Uh, we we've got the uh, the official fire department report from the uh, city storage mm. fire. Oh, you don't want to give that out. That's too right? big. That's too big. Just Ruth. saying we've got it. Not saying what's in it. That is too big a story. We'll talk about that next week on the radio. Ruth Brown, thank you for coming in. Greatest, I gotta say, Ruth, you know I'm Brooklyn Paper Editor Emeritus, am I right? I've, I've heard that from you. You are one of the few people in this city, perhaps this country, and certainly the world, who could do the job I did so well. As well, if not better, you heard it, Margaret, if not better, then I did it. I appreciate there, I said that. that. Thank you very I said much. that. Can I get I a ding there, that. Jimmy? Can I get a ding? Anyway, we gotta get out. Ruth, thank you for coming in. Thanks for having me. I got one last thing I gotta talk about on the air. And to do it, Jimmy, I gotta call Stephen Brown. Because I can't have him miss he, this opportunity. We gotta get this guy on the air. What's going on with him? I'm calling out to Stephen Brown one more time. Margaret, you ready? Yeah, yeah, sure. I'm ready. Thank you, Brownie. Ruth. We call Thank him Brownie. Southern man, gentleman. No oh, he's a southern gentleman, yeah. That's right, no relation to Ruth Brown. Although possibly. Stephen Brown goes down under. Thank you, thank you, Mark. Thanks good. for that little laugh. They did not go you past could, me. You could let it laugh. You could let it out yeah. if you want. All right, not we're not getting him on the phone. I'm going to call him at his work number. Oh, no, Jimmy, we've got to hang this up. Jimmy, can I hang that up? I'm going to call him again. We're going to call his work number because we only got a couple of minutes left, and I oh, really want to make Seven minutes, Gersh. Seven minutes. we got to do another commercial. All right, this is the last time. We're... Kids, I hope you didn't get that number off the, uh, the, the touch tone. We're calling Stephen Brown at the office. So so exciting. He's literally surrounded by other reporters. Oh, somebody called me. Sorry. Stephen Brown. Is no. not available. Margaret, can you leave this message? message at the tone. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Make, it, make it clear that he's missed out Hang on a big opportunity. Pound for more options. Hi, Stephen. This is Margaret, and you have missed out on a very big opportunity. I'm here with Vince and Gersh, and you were expected to be part of the show today. Yeah. yeah, we would have been nice able job. to talk to nice Margaret, job, who has had so many bad dates that there's almost nothing you could do short of throwing a chair down and having the splinters hit her on the way out and stiffing her with the $70 bill, then texting her the night after saying, let's do it again. It was fun. There's nothing you could do. Worth anyway, Margaret, you know what we're saying. Yeah. Right, I know what you're saying. Let's hang up on him. All right, okay. Jimmy, hang up on him. Fantastic. Well, look, I got to tell you something, Vince. Yeah. This has been a fantastic show. It's been, it's been pretty good so far. Last chance to call in, 718-260-4502. Phone lines are open. We will talk about your bad dates, your good dates, your in-between dates, what you aspire to, what you like in bed, what you don't like in bed, mm -hmm. which we haven't gotten into. Margaret? Yes? Want to volunteer something? What do you like in bed? Keep it clean. we got the well, kids listening. Yeah, my kids listen to the show. There's he's nine. <laughs> he's 19, so it's okay. No, he's nine. No, I don't. Now I don't know. Teddy bears? Do you like teddy bears? <laughs> you walk into a guy's room and it's filled with action figures from Star Wars. This has happened. Okay, what do you think? <laughs> it's not a deal breaker. Not a deal breaker. No, it's what not a deal breaker. What if they're still in their original boxes and you go over to look at it and he says, oh, I don't touch that one. That's Boba Fett. That is a keeper because he is financially sound. Interesting, interesting. All right, so maybe that's not bad. You look for money in a guy, Margaret? I mean, no. You don't look for money. Recommendation, you should. <laughs> <laughs> Message, I care. No, you, you definitely should because, as you know, I'm a journalist and Vince is a journalist. We are broke. I mean, literally, right. we, we are scratching together two nickels to try and make a, a, a baby that's a dime. That's how poor we are. Yeah. I don't yeah. even know where I came up with that. I don't even know what that means. Anyway, we got to get out. Margaret. Yes. Any last thoughts? Uh, one last thought. Uh, mentioned ghosting earlier and I just want to say I don't have any certain number of dates, any rules about when it's okay to sleep with someone, when it's not. I don't think that 
played into any of the ghosting I mentioned. But in terms of ghosting, come on, guys. Grow a pair. Break up with somebody. Don't just fall off the face of the world. Yeah, grow a pair. Yeah. There are so many ways to get in contact with people these days. Just It's it's pretty clear she's not talking present company. She's talking about guys present in general, excluded. right? Yes. Yeah, I'm not talking about you guys. I just love the way she, Margaret needed to feel like she had to put a postscript on her earlier discussions. Well, you know, I was thinking about it. I don't want anyone sitting there thinking, well, you know, she's a prude. I'm not. I'm no, really she's not. No prude. No Mm-mm. prude. No, no and, and if you were a prude, again, this is a no judgment zone. Oh, that's true. All right, Vince, you got to pay a bill. We got to pay one more bill. One more bill. So friends at oh, Atlas. Thank you for that. That thank was good. That, Jimmy. that was nice. Jimmy's on fire now. <laughs> anyway, you want to tell us something about Atlas Steakhouse? I'm going to tell you all about Atlas Steakhouse. Hold on, last question. Margaret. You, yep. a, you a vegetarian, vegan kind of thing? Nope. Oh, good. Okay. okay. So tell us about If it's alive, you know it was made to be eaten. Wow, well, that's going a little further than I would go. I mean, I think we should be... Well, I mean, Atlas Steakhouse, they make a great steak, but I mean, I don't want to kill everything that's alive. Well, I, I didn't say that. I mean, it sounds like you really want to do a scorched earth policy. <laughs> All right, let's tell, tell me about the good steak, though. Atlas Steakhouse offers a selection of premium cuts aged on site for perfect texture and taste. That's Atlas Steakhouse. An extensive list of vintage wines, expertly mixed classic and signature cocktails, and signature appetizers guaranteed to stimulate your palate. Atlas Steakhouse, your choice cut steak crafted in a cult to a culinary masterpiece just for you. And delightful desserts, each sweeter than the last. Atlas Steakhouse, a completely unique dining experience. And remember, at Atlas Steakhouse, you're always a cut above the rest. Atlas Steakhouse, 943 Coney Island Avenue. Find them online at atlassteak.com. How did I become a cut above the rest? The steaks are. are a cut above the no, rest. No, I'm not. No, when you go there, you're treated as a cut above the Oh, you're the rest. treated because I'm yes. not a cut above the rest. According to Margaret, we should eat everything that moves, so I guess I am a cut above the rest. You are without question. Soil and green, it's not people, it's Gersh Kunzman. Gersh, we got a couple of minutes to go. Well, listen, we don't have to drag this out. Margaret. What? Thank you for coming on the show. What's your next big article about for Brooklyn or anywhere you're writing? Um, yeah. What I'm working on right now is happy hours uh, for wine in Brooklyn. So if you well, have any recommendations. Wait, happy hours just for wine. Yeah, just for wine. We've oh. done we've done beer a lot. So we're looking at the wine in various Brooklyn neighborhoods. You know what I like for wine? Yes. What Atlas do you like? Steakhouse. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cut above the Above the rest. Not a great happy hour for, for exclusively for wine, but we've had some good experiences. You should come out with the Brooklyn Paper guys. Oh, uh, you know my favorite. You know, I'll tell you, Noodle Pudding. Remember Noodle Pudding? We sure. talk about it. The best restaurant in Brooklyn with the worst name. Yeah. Yeah. You know yeah. Noodle Pudding, Margaret? I have not been there because there's always like a three-hour wait. Yeah. Well, because it's a great restaurant, restaurant with a bad worst name. name. Anyway, okay, Margaret, uh, to give us your website. You want to plug it, plug it up? Yeah. Uh, check out Brooklyn.com. Um, yeah. Spell that for us. B R O K E. L-Y-N. So that's like a little Brooklyn. It's like a little pun. Yeah, yeah. So all Brooklyn and happenings, we focus on the free and the cheap. Okay, now you're plugging it a little too much. This okay. Brooklyn paper. No, I meant your personal website. Oh, I don't have a personal website. Awesome. What are you on, Twitter? Yes. Oh, Twitter, at Ask Me Margaret. Oh, Ask Me Margaret. Yeah. At, at Ask Me Margaret. That's me. All right. Well, look, I want to say thank you to Margaret Bortner from the whole team. Thank you. Stayed the whole show. Fantastic show. Got a great attitude. Vince, it's great to see you again. Gersh, you know it's my absolute pleasure to be here with you every Monday at 4.30. Best part of my week, sitting next to Vince DiMasselli of the Brooklyn Paper, handsome man. And, of course, I'm Gersh Kunstman of the Daily News, where I work, Margaret, with Stephen Brown, who missed two chances to meet up with you 
and maybe change the course of history. Am Could I right? Very well have. Yeah. So for I'm me, disappointed. For Margaret Bordner, for Vince DiMaselli, for Gersh Cuthin, and for our producer Jimmy. Jimmy, Jimmy great job today. Jimmy, play us out. Play us play out. Play us out, Jimmy. Play us out. Oh, look at that. You got the sound effects again. Jimmy's on fire. Sounds a little like Sergeant Pepper. That's pretty good. Gersh. Play us out. And everyone out there, we'll see you next week. 4.30. Yeah, 4.30. Monday. We'll have a big show. Oh, it's going. All right. Thanks, Margaret. Thank Take you. Take care, everybody. Bye. That's fun. Margaret, nice to meet you.